So what if you have the question that you're having a really hard time not reaching out to the person that your spouse or partner had the affair with? You want more answers. What's up, Recovery Warriors? Have you seen our Patreon site yet? If not, you need to go check it out. As you know, here on the podcast, you get this content for free. But over on Patreon, it gives us the opportunity to give you more interaction with us so that we can help you more in depth. So while you're listening right now, go over, hop on Patreon, it's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and type in the betrayed, the addicted, and the expert, and you'll find us there. Or you can click on the show notes um, to the link over to Patreon. There's next level tools and resources there. So we hope to see you over there. Now let's get on with the show. We are so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive after betrayal, trauma, or addiction. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. Now, why am I an expert? Because I've treated betrayal, trauma, and addiction for over a decade. Okay, you guys, uh, we have somewhat of a different review this week, but I think it's awesome and important. Um, It says, any therapist that is willing to do on-air therapy is violating multiple ethical codes and is worthy of a doppel intervention. So... Um, the reason why I like this is it gives us opportunity to address that. Um, so I just want to be clear that this isn't therapy. Um, if you listen closely to the podcast, we talk about, we discuss topics. And uh, Ashley and Kobe have their therapist that they go to. Yeah, Brandon's not our therapist. We're not their, I'm not their therapist. And, you know, I learn a lot from Ashley and Kobe when we have these conversations. Um, and... I'm not going deep with them and their issues, and we're not working. So we talk about their life. We talk about the things going on in your life, but I'm not doing trauma work and even cognitive behavioral therapy or anything like that on you guys on the podcast. So um, just to be clear about that. So I really appreciate that feedback so that I could clarify and talk about that. So thank you. That's good stuff. Okay, guys, I'm going to share a success story. This is from a guy I did one-on-one mentoring with, and he says this. He sent a picture of he and his wife, which was, which was awesome. He said, just want to pass on how awesome it's been for us to work out together. Work out together. They're not going to therapy together. Well, they might be doing that, but they're working out together. But they they're were going to together. the gym yeah. for hours. He was going to the gym for like two and a half hours. And it wasn't sustainable for him. He's only working like three, three, working out like three days a week. So now they're working out at home, side by side, and they're doing different stuff. And they rotate from you know cardio to weights. He says, "I can't believe how much I've healed personally, and we both have healed as a couple. You guys are doing incredible work. My wife and I love the three of you, and are so thankful that we are in the place we are. We don't regret the past whatsoever. That's super cool. We know it's the path." that got us here. So um, this is a really unique... Can I see their picture? Yeah, absolutely. This is a really unique success story because uh, this awesome. couple is is leveraging a daily to bind themselves together, to grow together. And we don't often hear... I'm sure that there's lots of, lots of you out there who are listening who work out together as, as uh, partners. But the truth is, is that that's something that Ash and I started doing Geesh, Ashlyn, how long ago? Four years? Four and a half years. Okay. And we worked out side by side even this morning when, you know, before we came here, we got up extra early to do that. 
but it, it, it's just there's something about it and and i don't know that i can necessarily articulate what it is in full but it's a really special thing to work out side by side in the process of while we're healing and it's just been a big it's a, been a big component of our uh, our recovery so it's cool not to, to say that. every couple needs to work out together but to have something that they connect on and do together is is important so yeah um that's awesome i know it's been really important for you guys yeah so. yep. okay let's get started okay so you um have a lot of questions things start coming out and one person that has a lot of answers is the other person and so there can be a desire sometimes to to reach out and to gather information um, or out of anger want to reach out to the other person and so we want to talk about, is that healthy? Um, what are some of the consequences of that? Um, and, and, and how that can go. So what, what was your experience with it, Ashlyn? Did you have that desire to yeah. reach out? Yeah. And the first um, affair, there wasn't social media. And I, so I didn't, I don't even know her name. So mm. I didn't have a way to like, I'm going to google this person right, and like stalk her facebook stalker you couldn't do that <laughs> yes but okay. i did do that with the second one yeah it's hard not to and mm -hmm. when you have that crazy making of like i want to know who this person is i want to compare myself to this person you want to know everything about them yes yeah totally normal yeah. okay so as you did that then what happened it didn't help <laughs> <laughs> Um, I ended up blocking so that I couldn't look for this person and then they couldn't look for me. Um, I you, you realized that it wasn't doing you any good to gather information on her. No. Why wasn't it doing you any good? I couldn't stop thinking about it. And whenever there's that broken record in my head, I, I know that that's not me. I know that it's there to just push me into isolation, push me into anger and resentment and make up really big stories. Mm -hmm. And that is when I'm like, well, I need to know more. Right. 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 Because we've done a full disclosure. We did that with the therapist, but I still felt like, oh, geez, I, that spike near co narrative could get in there. Even right. though I had my answers answered with Kobe. Right. My questions answered. Right. There was still an opportunity, obviously. There always is to reach out and get more. Right, right, right. Interesting. Um, did you know Ashlyn was going through this? I didn't know that you necessarily had those thoughts in your head, those specific thoughts in your head, but I think you shared the idea that you were going to reach out. Well, maybe actually you didn't. I didn't reach out to her. No, 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 but I, I don't know that you actually ever told me that you were, that, that the, those thoughts had crossed your mind. And I know that you're just by nature not a, um, a combative person. And I even knew in betrayal trauma that you weren't the type to want to um, seek you know. vengeance. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Um, so it was. It was. I knew that it was a potential possibility, um, but I didn't. I didn't know how it would go down. It was kind of interesting. So here's a question: Is is it okay to have the desire to seek vengeance? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> They're all uh, your feelings, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's, I think if somebody's threatening something really important to you, it's, imp 
it's it's a good thing to have some anger. Yeah. Um, now, well, what you do with that anger really matters. Yeah, and honestly, this goes in a, a lot of different areas of my life, but I do think it's important, one, to own those emotions, however mm-hmm. difficult they are right. to admit to, but also to admit to the narrative that's happening and how crazy it sounds. Yeah. Right? I'm not, I may not tell anyone, but I'm going to journal it, and I right. did do that. Right. Like, all the, the stories I was making up there was probably truth, right, mixed in there, but I was making it well, crazy. Well, that's so that's so healthy because as you flush that out, as you admit that you're having these stories, and as you become aware of that, you realize a lot of this is just made up. A lot of this is just assumption. I don't have all the facts. And you're spinning out in this story in your head of who she is and why she did what she did and you know what your husband thinks about her. You, you don't know all of that. And if you can journal all that out and look at it or talk to somebody about it, then you can see, okay, I just need to process this. A lot of this is my own thoughts, my own assumptions. Mm -hmm. The hard part is you might not get all the answers of, of what's happened and, and why it happened. And there is, there is some let go. There's some surrendering over saying, okay, I can try to gather, I can Facebook stock to the furthest degree here. Um, I can even call them on the phone and I still might not know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's scary and that's hard in, in a relationship because you want to know why it happened and, um, you know, wh- what you could have done to prevent it or um, why was he or she attracted to that other person, right? Well, and so. for me it was like, okay, so he gave me his honest story, right? But how do I know when I... I haven't had that for so long that right. that's really the story, right? right. There's like always that's, two that's sides. All, that's all that happened. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Now, sometimes you, you'll get the, the full story from, from the affair partner. And, and uh, what, how I've seen that is um, they, the person breaks off the relationship with the affair partner. They become bitter. So they come back to the wife and, and they say, Here, I need mm-hmm. to tell you everything. Boom, this is what happened. And it's a, it's a vengeance play on their part toward mm-hmm. the, the other person. Um, that's not healthy either for it all to come out that way. But sometimes that happens. So there is contact sometimes between the spouse and the affair partner. Um, in rare cases, I've actually seen it be somewhat healthy um, in, in rare cases. And that's when there's some... <laughs> I know, I'm like, the actually, case. it was a rare case for us. We did actually talk yeah. at one point. Well, and you had an elevator ride, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. We had like a one in a million alone in an elevator ride. Yeah, it's so that fun. Was How lucky crazy. for you. Yeah. yeah. And I had the choice in that moment to shut down, beat her up, say yeah. horrible things. I just sat there. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't go jujitsu on her or I something. I know, right? But, no. but you didn't shrink either. And I think that's the really important part. Like you stood confident and you stood sure um, with, without, without um, crumbling. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We talked after that elevator ride. You and heard it. Yeah. She reached out. Um, she actually saw our videos that really? were like viral on Facebook. And was, she apologized. She said, I had no idea how it impacted you. And it makes sense. She was actually really great about it, uh-huh. which is not always the case. Yeah. So she, there was some closure there, there and some was. healing there. Yeah. She yeah. wanted to be friends. And you <laughs> so didn't I wa- cut that off. You didn't want to take it that far. <laughs> no. no. But but she did want to make amends. Yes. And and you allowed her 
to do that. Yep. Um, which I, I think it takes a big person to, to do that, to say, okay, like I'll listen and I'll forgive. Um, yeah, that sounds really healthy. Now look at the reasons why you guys had contact. You had contact for, for, for healing purposes for moving forward. It wasn't contact out of the fear cycle on your part. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to gather information so that I know everything. Um, it wasn't contact out of, I want to hurt you and I want to get back at you. It was contact out of moving forward yeah. and, and peace. Um, I, d- I have had clients talk to, talk to um, their spouse as a fair partner, and it has been helpful to some degree to gather some information um, about the nature of it, and it, it helped open up their eyes as to who their, who their spouse is and um, w- w- why they do what they do. Uh, so it was helpful to gather some information there. So how is how is it that you can do it in a healthy way like you're describing compared to seeking it for maybe the wrong reasons? I, I think uh, in the cases that I'm thinking of, um, the the one, the, the affair had simmered down, obviously. Okay. It was over. And um, I, I think... I think both parties wanted to kind of process it a little bit. And so they were open to it. Um, they were in a healthy place to do that. So, See, but that's the trick, I think, is when you have those strongest desires, you're not in healthy. It's yes. the beginning, right? Yes. So, you've so right really in crisis mode, yeah. fight or flight, not the time to sit down and have that conversation. Yeah. So if you're in your wise mind, and they are too, and, and, and they realize mistakes were made, and and you all want to learn from it, I, I, don't, I, I don't think it's, I, I, I wouldn't say across the board it's unhealthy to talk to them no matter what. Now, I'm, not, I'm also not saying that you, sh- that you should talk mm-hmm. to them. Um, I think it's okay to not and to say, okay, let's let them do their recovery, we'll do our recovery and move forward that way. So, so. it sounds like it kind of depends on your story and where you're at and that that answer can come more of the gut feeling, yes. right? Or with the help from a therapist, um, but not just letting your emotion reactionary yeah. mode because you'll probably say and do things that you don't want to say and do. For sure, um, I would in those 100%. circumstances. <laughs> so, a couple of thoughts are crossing my mind right now. Um, the first one being, I guess this is more of a statement. When I disclosed to Ashlyn, it was six weeks into specialized therapy, and her therapist Amy said okay, Colby, she's ready and you're ready. And I was like, no, 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 no. Don't you remember that I, I said I was never going to share this. She's like, nope, you're ready. And I was like, oh my gosh. I, and so she's like, I want you to trust me that you're ready and that she's ready. And I want you to trust me that now is the time. Excuse me. And uh, so she helped me know what to say when I, when I disclosed this to Ashlyn, right? And so... I guess the point with it is, is I was able to share with you, Ashlyn, it like exactly what happened. And, um, but it wasn't a, this wasn't like, we didn't have a full disclosure at this point. The full disclosure came, came later. So I'm guess I'm, I'm just wondering what's the, what's the, cause I was like coach, like I literally left Amy's office and went right home and told Ashlyn. So there was like 15 minutes <laughs> that I was like really freaking out about sharing this with her. And then I shared it, but she told me what to share. That's not always going to happen with people who are going to disclose this. So I guess the question is, is or it's already happened. Yeah. 
so the the question is is what happens what what's the relationship between full disclosure um of of the affair um and and also like i don't know what i'm trying to ask the trickled like (laughs) yeah it's like if the partner wants to know the details if the betrayed wants to know the details of what happened but yet all like the necessary details were not shared what do they need to have a disclosure sooner than later? Like, yeah. how is that managed? Yeah, because there's a balance there, right? Yeah. To be able to um, to stifle the need for wanting all the so, details. So, because you so have when enough. you go when you go drop a bomb, um, there's there's fear that just gets triggered, and and we all react and respond differently to that fear. Mm-hmm. So. Um, when you go drop that bomb, maybe she'll get angry and aggressive. Maybe she'll shut down and isolate, and and or or maybe she'll get really inquisitive and he trying to gather he or she, yeah, gather as much information as possible. Um, in in that highly emotional state, um, they're they're in a state probably of some denial. Their their grief's just starting, um, and they're in crisis mode. So to, to go sit down and say, okay, I'm going to sit down and give you a full two-hour disclosure right now. Let's sit down. I've written it out with my therapist, and I'll give you the full disclosure right now. Oftentimes doesn't work. So okay. sometimes you need to go just give the piece of information that you need to give. Look, I'm having an affair. And ouch, this hurts. They'll ask questions. They'll react. They'll respond. But as that goes by, then then you sit down with your therapist and you say, okay, we're starting the trust re- rebuilding process back up again. And we talk about this in our, in our course. It's, a, it's the second module that we do, which is you come and you lay everything on the table and you get real with it. And that's the disclosure process. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I mean, there, there's a time and a place to do a full disclosure uh-huh. that can be a lot healthier but usually, sometimes it happens in that moment of reaction because the digging just starts happening. Right. And, um, and, and even if it's done poorly then, it's still helpful to do it in, in the right way later. Mm-hmm. So okay. I got a question for you. Um, what if the affair partner um, wants to contact the person who they had the affair with? Mm-hmm. So... So let's say the affair w- has ended, but they want to make amends and they, they want to, you know, let you know that they're happy that you're, you're happy in your life now. And for whatever reason, what do you do? Well, I mean, I had, I mean, th- the second affair did reach out after I had sent the, like the reconciliation letter to owning to your her, stuff. Yeah, exactly. To her and her partner. And it was me just taking responsibility for my part and owning it and apologizing for the hurt. All, all those things, right, that are included in, in that kind of a letter. And um, it was, I don't know how long, it was a month after that maybe, that that um, she sent a Facebook message. And I didn't even respond. And I don't even, I can't believe I didn't block her at that point. But at that point, I did block her because I'm like, I'm not going to have any contact going forward. So, um and that was the that was also included in that in that email yeah. of, of like the reconciliation letters. Like, there's no reason to have any contact ever moving forward. So the fact that I got that message just like so, I was so. But I what if they're making out. contact? What if it's you know for benign reasons? Like, hey, I'm working the twelve steps. I'm working step nine. So I want to make amends with you. I just want to say hi and make amends. Yeah, that's. Um, 
That that's Say, a shoot me I'm, an email. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's how the original With affair started. In, in, in like okay, started to so, begin so 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 here's the, here's the thing. I, I I would say almost never is contact benign, even even though it may seem that way. Um, so so yes, you did the right thing, Kobe. Is that if they reach out, don't respond. Um, that you've crossed lines there before. Totally. And if you're having one-on-one contact again. You're in the danger zone automatically, so shut it off. Let somebody know, and just don't don't yeah. continue any type of relationship afterwards. Every every like both affairs that I had started very innocently. Yes, very it's innocently, e- and it's very easy to rekindle. Yeah, after afterwards. So, I've had um, people say that they've ch- had to change numbers because uh-huh. of what you're talking about. Right. Just like that incessant i'm going to reach out and i'm going to keep trying yeah and so just changing a phone number might have to be the case yes yeah. affairs need to be cut clean not severed slowly they're, they're just cut them clean and especially if you've done a disclosure and or, or you your spouse knows about the affair if you if you sever it slowly after that the damage that you're doing um the the trust breaking that you're doing is really really um, bad. So, so yeah, cut it clean. Um, if they're reaching out to you. So, okay. Well, this is, uh, I think this is an important episode. Um, it's got a lot of, um, there's going to be a lot of emotional charge surrounding this for some people. And, um, I think this just was an important one to, uh, to address it. So, um, guys, if you've heard anything that you like, please rate and review, but, um, make sure that you subscribe as well because next week, Brandon? Uh, next week we're talking about abuse. So we're going to break down the abuse cycle and talk about what abuse really is. Um, and, and as you listen to it, you may realize you know somebody or you are in an abusive relationship and it, it's helpful to understand. Okay. Guys, thanks for being here. Thank you. See ya. I want to invite you guys over to our premium site where you get in-depth content and access to us. We answer questions there for you and you get interaction with like-minded people. To find that site, go ahead and click details and scroll to the bottom. You'll see the link to our Patreon site.